2: Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 73 of BNI, the Australian Story. My name is Veronica in the Mornington Peninsula, Victoria, and I'm here with our co-host and executive director of BNI Melbourne South, Mr Brent Edwards. Hi Brent.
1: Hi V, how are you? Really excited about today. We've got a series of podcasts coming up where we're connecting with our members and leadership teams on the ground from our chapters around Australia who've done a really good job in actually um, growing their chapter or retaining members or inviting visitors and just moving to the next level. So, um, we're talking about filling chapters today, and we're lucky enough to have a couple of chapters from the Gold Coast with us today um, from uh, BNI Platinum and BNI Eagle. So, what we're going to do is go around the room and introduce all those guys first. And uh, and then we're going to actually touch on a few things with their story on how they actually grew their chapter and what they did. And this is going to be a resource for leadership teams to come. And if they're having issues with, you know, with filling chapters, and you know, that's one of the big issues that a lot of our leadership teams have with the filling side of things. We want to share that best practice so they can get some great ideas on what to do and and uh, what not to do in some instances with that too. And and just share the knowledge around the place, and um, they'll be able to actually access this in years to come. And we can find out. And the, you know, the best way to find out is when someone's already made the mistakes for you uh, beforehand, and someone's already done it first. So we've let's go around the room now. Without uh, further ado, um, we've got BNI Platinum here. So we've got uh, Lynn McDonald and Lee um, Avuri did I get that right, Lee? I got a smile there. Maybe not. Uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll hear from you first, uh, Lynn, Welcome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Your uh, your name, the category you take, how long you've been in BNI, and what position uh, you've uh, you're on the leadership team during all this? Uh,
3: good morning, Brent, and good morning, all. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast this morning. Um, I um. I have been in B&I for four years. So uh, Lee and I both joined the chapter when it was inaugurated, so right from the very start. So that was really exciting. Um, I w- My recent role was as VP, and that's when the growth occurred was when um, I was in that seat. But currently I'm the grow- Go for Green coordinator.
1: Oh, fantastic. I love that. The Go for Green Coordinator. And if you're listening to this from uh, outside of Australia, this is a role we've actually put in place with Australia, in Australia, where people can, uh, we have someone within the, uh, the chapter to actually drive people to be green in the member traffic lights. And Lee, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself as well?
4: Morning, everybody, um, and thank you again for having me on the podcast as well. I'm Leah Vuri, and um, I'm the outgoing president at BNI Platinum at Hope Island on the Gold Coast, and I currently hold um, a seat on the membership committee.
1: Fantastic, and welcome along. And we've also got people from BNI Eagle, so we're going from one end of the Gold Coast to the other, from Hope Island uh, down to the Tweed, and we've got. Um, Peter Taylor. So, Peter, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Sure.
0: Thanks for having me as well. Um, my name is Peter Taylor. I'm uh, currently the Vice President of uh, B&I Eagle. Uh, took that role up in April of this year, having joined uh, b in September the year before. So I've been in uh, b Eagle just over a year.
1: Just over a year. Welcome. And someone who's familiar to some of our um, podcast listeners, in the uh, in our back catalog Belinda Dinzi I was, almost did your trick, Veronica, there. Uh, Belinda, welcome again and uh, welcome back to the podcast. Thank
5: you. Thanks for having me. And, um, yes, I haven't changed my name to Disney yet, but I'm planning oh, no. on it to make so it easy for everyone. To... <laughs> um, so I've been a member of BNI Eagle. We charted um, 14 years ago and I've been a member since. And I currently hold the President's role for BNI Eagle alongside Chris and Peter.
1: Fantastic. So, um... These guys, you've had some really great growth. And and just going back to B&I Platinum, and, uh, Lee, how how long's B&I Platinum been going up there in Hope Island? Um, you might have said it before, Lynn did. I, I just missed it.
4: Mm, we charted um, about four years ago.
1: Four years. Okay. And you've had some great growth in this year, even with restrictions and all that in place. Where you've gone from 19 to 32 members.
4: Yeah, it's been a really good um, past 12 months for the chapter. Um, And I think from the leadership team, um, and Lynn, you might be able to add something more. Um, We looked at it as we wanted it to be a team effort, and that was including all of the members to um, get on board and become part of and i instead of just turning up every week so we tried to focus on um team building and trying to get them to engage with the other members in the chapter
1: okay excellent and have i, have I missed someone here i haven't introduced one of our
2: we have we've got chris catherwood he's also from the eagles i know Crazy podcast we've got so many people on our screen at the moment um, and there's just so much uh, experience and stories they're going to come our way over the next half an hour. but we did miss Chris so good morning Chris.
6: Good morning and thanks for having us. Um, my name is uh, as just mentioned is Chris Catherwood and I've been in uh, BNI for just over six years now loving the whole thing and I currently hold the treasurer secretary position.
2: Okay it's a big role too isn't it?
1: Sorry, Chris no so problem. many people on my zoom screen <laughs> I miss you completely no, no problem. um so so welcome too so so back with um, platinum um, one of the big things I heard with platinum was you had uh, to to actually retain members um, and actually grow was to fix a bit of an attendance problem uh, Lee can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Okay, so one of our goals right at the very start of when um, uh, Lynn and myself and the Secretary-Treasurer came in was to focus on attendance. So we just kept the goal of the chapter quite simple and it basically was to have 100% attendance and we focused on that um, every couple of weeks. We would just um, gently remind the members um, the importance of attendance attendance and we had a couple of education sessions around that Um, and we found that um, the members were able to easily reach that goal um, because our attendance wasn't that great um, going back say October last year and once they started to come along every week and their attendance was more regular they then uh, were able to see better results from their b experience and obviously that flows into more referrals, getting to know members more, uh, members getting to know other members and their businesses more and then that flows on to um, more thank you for close business.
1: Yeah, and I, I think attendance is really important for a chapter to grow because especially if you're really small, like if you're 19 members and and let's say if everyone fitted in with the minimum attendance you're allowed in B I, your attendance would be about 87%. So in a group of 19 members, that's a large portion of the group that's away fitting in, in with it with that. So when you have a guest coming along, it's a different dynamic because there's so like there's a large, larger percentage of people missing within the room as well. And, you know, usually when guests come along and visit chapters, and especially, you know, on the Gold Coast, there's uh, quite a few chapters, there would be a lot of different options for those guests to actually visit different chapters as well. And if they go along and they think, oh, you know, the vibe's a bit down here, there's not many people in the room um, you know, I might go down and have a look at, you know, I like this concept, but I might go down and have a look at another group and and typically people will follow people. Now, they'll go where they feel welcome, where they feel there's an energy, and if they feel that, um, you know, people aren't there or it's small, people get some doubt in their mind. They think, is there something wrong with this group? Am I in the right place? And, you know, what it's, Well, I talk about a lot in our podcast, it comes down a lot to chapter pride too because if people aren't there, it doesn't show they're really proud of their chapter. Now, if you change that dynamic and have everyone there all the time or as close as you can to 100% attendance, and that's easy to do uh, with a substitute, you know, that could be the dynamic that gets those people along the line, uh, across the line, because everyone's there, the energy's higher in the room because there's more people. We're not apologising for people who... Who, who didn't make it as well. And one thing that fixed attendance, and I think, um, you know, you will agree on this, Lynn, is to actually, you know, when people sign an application form, that's what they agree to. They're getting accepted on the basis that they're going to attend the meeting. That's the expectation straight up. And if they can't attend the meeting, they need to send a substitute. So what you'll find is... Um, once you get to that point and everyone starts attending, they're more proud of their chapter, they're bringing more visitors and those visitors are saying, hey, you know, these these guys are dynamic, they're working together, I want to be a part of it. And you're great. Did you find that, Lynn? Uh
3: Yes, we did, Brent. As a matter of fact, um, our... Our chapter sort of went through a, a roller coaster type thing. So, you know, we would um, get a new member and then we would lose a member and then we would, you know, get a new member and lose two members. And we were struggling there for a little bit to um, get that, um, you know, sort of the numbers uh, going up. But what we did have and what we still have is the the relationships between all members regardless of what their business is Um, when people come to our chapters whether they can join or you know it's not for them just at the moment every time a visitor will say oh this is a fantastic group love the way you interact with each other and we can see that it's genuine and so I think that plays a lot on it as well. And that's what encourages the members to be present. And I at, I know that in um, right up until October, uh, we had a 100% attendance. So, you know, we were very proud to be able to hand that over to the, to the new leadership team. And in relation to, um, you know, being present, we made it clear as well that if, you are not wanting to come to the meeting and if you're not going to be there for any reason, people will forget you if you're, you know, if you're not constantly there to um, speak up and and tell everyone in the room who you are and what you do. Yeah, Veronica. A
2: really um, important point that Lyn just made, and I see it, um, our chapter, all the people that are in the chapter is like walking into a shopping mall. And if you've got people who are away, it's like shops are closed. And I think it's really important that every member takes responsibility for what the whole chapter looks like, that the whole chapter remains open and welcoming. As someone might say, it's just me away today, but they don't realise they're one of eight people in the room who aren't represented. And for a visitor, it's not, it's not even the way it looks, the way it feels. Oh, can, some, You know, this person, sorry, he's away, this person, no, he's sick, sorry, this person, oh, he couldn't make it this morning. And even that conversation going in the background during the meeting is really damaging to a visitor's experience. So how we manage an absence is one thing, but also as one member, we need to be all responsible for the chapter's openness as a whole to each and every visitor that comes into the room. But that's a, it's a pretty crazy story. I mean, you guys went from nineteen to thirty two at Platinum, and um, and that was in a very short space of time. How how quickly did you do that, Lee?
4: Uh it was over the whole twelve months. So, um, I think when we handed over to the new leadership team in October, we were at thirty or thirty one, and the last um month we picked up a a new member. So Amazing. just over twelve months. Amazing.
1: And, you know, it can be very. Sorry, you can be very frustrating too when you when you're trying to fill and you get people leaving and and for any chapters going through this, you you will experience a J curve, what we call J curve. So you will have a drop, and some people will come on board, and some people, yep, let's do this, and some people go, you know, really, I don't want to do this. Uh, I don't want to actually invite guests. I don't want to comply, and that's okay. Um, and they'll drop off, and you'll get a J curve, but. You know, when you lose those people, you'll start climbing again because they can be, that can be the cork in the bottle stopping, you know, they can be the cork in the bottle stopping you from growing. So you will get that bit of a J curve there. So, you know, um, well done. And, you know, if you're not attending, you're out of sight, out of mind. And I get some people that say to me, well, oh, uh, yeah, B I didn't work for me. Then I look at their attendance. They weren't showing up, they weren't doing one to ones. Well, it's not going to work for you if you don't work it. Yeah, you know, if people don't see you, they don't build a relationship. And if you're not there, people don't feel you care about their success either.
2: Especially if you're just okay. sending subs all the time too. I had someone say to me, oh, what do you mean I missed the meetings? I had a sub there every meeting. And I said, yeah, but it's not you and you're the member. So when you're sending your 2IC to deal with your biggest client every week, people think, well, hang on, okay, I must be second most important. And BNI is our biggest client, Make no doubt about it our biggest client. But what about the Eagles, Brett? That was a pretty crazy story. Yes. I mean, Queensland's got it all going on. Actually, Queens, uh, the Eagles are on the border. I shouldn't say that because they've been dealing with adversity. They've been dealing with all this COVID craziness. They've been dealing with the ups and downs and a whole bunch of different people from different sides of the border coming together. And it's a great story about how they've been able to grow their chapter.
1: Absolutely. And they went from 26 to 32 through all this as well. So, um. Chris, what is the main catalyst? Um, I noticed your retention was really good. And what was the main catalyst about keeping members?
6: We really focused on keeping a positive energy in the room. Um, When we took over, there was a number of issues we had to address, and attendance was a real one because we've got people both sides of a border, different rules, and a crazy situation. We thought, how are we going to address this? And so we looked at the blended meetings and we've worked really hard on making sure engagement is there for somebody who's online, as well as attending the the meeting. We've had visitors and guests both online and in our room, and both of them are getting a positive experience out of it. And, And we think that's just a really important thing is keeping everyone focused on what's happening, making sure everyone's heard, everyone's engaged. And just making the whole thing fun, keeping the energy in the room. So we haven't let the challenges stop us in looking at our goals and what we're trying to achieve. And so we've we've really had a, a wonderful little spin on that, and um, and taken every every little challenge and said, okay, well, let's let's do this the eagle way and uh, and take it up to the next level.
1: Now, being a fourteen member chapter, you did lose some core cool members, Peter. And I see one of the things was, and I, I really agree with this, if you, leave, if you lose members, the best thing is to focus on replacing them straight away. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and we, did, um, we did a number of things around uh, having focuses on, for two months we had a, a real focus on getting visitors into the room. Um, and I think, and I don't know whether this was an initiative Australia-wide, but Alona, uh, the executive director up here on the Gold Coast, had a situation where she allowed a not-for-profit to be allowed to join for no cost for the first year. And for us, that's been an absolute um, outstanding success. We had a a brilliant person uh, join the group and her not-for-profit, am I allowed to mention the name? Yeah, Uh, go for it. Um,
1: This is a worldwide initiative by B&I. So it's not just, um, Elena probably told you it was just a Gold Coast, just her doing it, but the whole world's doing it. (laughs)
3: that
0: so, well, Ferros care is a an aged care uh, provider they look after aged care people um, their their motto is grow bold not old which I think is uh, fantastic uh-huh. and and they uh, uh, Helen has come into the group and she's just hit the ground running she's giving referrals left right and center and and there's a real energy in the group so it's been an, as I say an outstanding success and she's actually introduced a new member uh, in the very short time that she's been there so that's been an initiative which we've uh, latched onto, and and would recommend for any of the other chapters to look at.
1: Yeah, and this just hitting on that with the uh, with the not for profit membership, a lot of people have the misconception that by letting a not for profit in the chapter, they're going to be asking the chapter members for donations all the time, and that's not what it's about. It's about giving no. back to a not for profit where they can actually um, use the resources of BNI in um, the b Group, b Connect, b Business Builder, get help and advice from the groups around random and have the group connect them to the people they need to be connect with, connected with. So, um, you know, and and that's one of the benefits of, of the not-for-profit and, you know, a lot of people, you know, and members won't invite them because they see it as, you know, see it as something that, oh, they're going to hit me up for the date, donations every week and it, it doesn't work like that. It's completely opposite to it. So um, yeah, Belinda, what was your thinking on this with your uh, with your growth through retention in your particular chapter?
5: Yeah, so when we came on board um, seven months ago, we you know we met and we we've got a business coach as our our um, VP. So you know that was he led the way in setting our goals and and deciding what we were going to achieve in our year. Um, I think that was just a, a real winner. Um, And we have introduced some initiatives and we've had a real focus on um, contact spheres. So we've done our visitor drive and then we engaged our growth team to get educated on contact spheres and and share that with the chapter. So we did an education over a month of um, contact spheres. Then Then we put everyone into a contact sphere. We shared some podcasts and got everyone engaged in learning about them. Um, So it wasn't just three people standing up the front saying, you know, this is what we're doing. It's contact spheres. We engaged everyone. We educated them. And then we now meet outside of the meeting in our spheres and we have a strategic plan to our growth now. And I think that's, um, that's a real winner. I'll just finish with our business coach raising the point at the six month mark. What is our legacy going to be as as us as a leadership team? And we chose contact spheres. So again, Leading us all the way as a business coach to um, be the best we can be.
1: Well, just just on that, before I get to the question I was going to ask, the um, yeah, I I really like a chapter that sets their goals and um, and runs their chapter like someone like a business coach puts in business practices to run a chapter because a lot of chapters forget that we are a business unit, and this particular business unit is turning over me is providing millions of dollars a year in referrals for the group. So having things like the chapter success meeting, which is like the board meeting for that business unit, where people meet together and they discuss where the chapter's going, what direction they're going, and and how how they're actually going to move forward and how they're going to reach these goals. And you guys have the of contact spheres, which I think is a great uh, thing for um, for groups to actually work on and try, but I need to ask you, and this is one of the things I get asked a lot, Belinda, did you have any lonely members in the contact spheres that didn't have a contact sphere around them and what did you do about it?
5: Absolutely. And it was actually quite an eye-opener. Having Sea Eagle reach, I think we nearly reached 40 at one stage and we had some massive contact spheres and then, of course, power teams, but won't get into that too much. But our, our smallest team incredibly is our trade team which is in years past the trade team is usually the strongest um, I think there's a couple of things you know that are driving that and that is the environment and that they are so busy but it definitely pointed out to us what spheres were and what members were missing and each sphere named their number one and that's our focus and we decided for the last month of the year instead of sort of fading out as we look towards Christmas and all need a well-deserved break we are keeping the energy we're We're going to finish strong for the year so we come back and we're just inviting those people missing from those spheres to come along as a taster, something to think about for their strategy in the new year. And that's working quite well and we know it's targeted now. It's not just let's get anyone and everybody along. It's let's get these eight categories, specialties, into our room as a taster and hopefully they can see us at something they might implement in the new year. Can I Fantastic. A around
2: that, just in terms of, for both the chapters and, you know, someone might want to pop up their hand to answer this, how do you, um, when you have an, a visitor come into the chapter for the first time, how do you introduce them to their contact sphere to give them an experience of being already supported at the very beginning of the meeting, before the meeting even starts, to do some networking with people that they can already see the value in having relationships with? How do you do that and, and what are your practices around that? Hi.
4: Um, When I was uh, the president of Platinum, I always um, uh, ensured that I would meet with the visitors um, before the meeting, um, just as they were walking in to introduce myself. And then one of the questions I would ask them is, who would you like to connect with in the room? Um, And they would either say, oh, I'd like to meet, you know, XYZ. Um, or certain professions or trades. Um, Or if they said, oh, I'm not sure, then I would make an assessment, say if they were a mortgage broker, that maybe they'd want to connect with the real estate agent and I would try and introduce them before the meeting, Um, like a warm introduction, say, oh, this is someone that you might want to connect with.
2: I love that. There's actually a podcast. I can't remember the number of it, Brent. It's not one of ours. It's one of... um... Ivan and Priscilla's, where he talks specifically about that question and how powerful that question is to say to a visitor, "Who could I introduce you to today?"
1: And yeah, and you know that a well-trained visitor host team uh, will do that, and obviously you've taken it on to make sure it gets done. But you know, a big, big, uh, big shout out for visitor hosts—they're the great questions you can actually ask people and. Um, you know, when your visitor hosts are working as a host, uh, as someone who's like hosting a dinner party, who instead of just giving everyone, getting everyone to sign in and giving them a name tag, actually going around and introducing them like you would if all those people are at a dinner party, that's your visitor host role right there. And they're the ones that are going to get the most traction and the most, and the best conversion because you're getting people involved in the meeting and introducing them to to those people who they need to meet. Um, Peter and Chris, uh, you guys, even um, with your particular chapter, you because you had some on each side of the border, uh, you had a lot of challenges there and you still got through it, so congratulations, but you even had to hold leadership team meetings right on the border. What, were you standing each side of a barricade or something? I <laughs> I'm really interested love in the to be result able to of this. i show you some
6: photos of this. We we actually recorded it for prosperity. Is we we didn't let the leadership team meeting slide, and we think it's really important to keep ourselves uh, accountable to the chapter members that we're addressing everything. And so, um, so having the the border, we've got the leadership team on both sides of it. So we bring chairs and literally sit on either sides of barricades and make sure we, we go did through. It. Yeah, oh my yeah God. A, number, a couple of times actually. <laughs>
0: And one of the funny things out of that was that, uh, that one of the morning shows was filming one morning, and we were in the background as they were uh, going to air. So we were even on national television.
1: <laughs> oh, that's just that just shows you how crazy these this stuff has been, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely
2: it's a crazy time. And um, just before we started the podcast, you know, we, we were having a chat. This is for our listeners. We were having a chat just amongst us about the, some of the challenges, and you know, the obvious challenge. Um, is obviously making everyone feel very welcome into the no matter what, what side of the border they're on, uh, whether it be what side of the decision border they're on or which side of the, you know, the, the geographical border they're on. It's about making everyone feel included and welcome into our meetings and looking after our members. That's our number one, you know, Brent has always said, we're in care mode and and BNI Australia have made sure that that feeling has, has you know, trickled down from leadership's through to the members, how did each of you in your chapters ensure that 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 happened? And what were the challenges around members feeling like possibly they couldn't continue to work or they they were going to leave because they didn't realise what that future was going to look like? How did you manage that?
6: So So we had some technology issues that we had to address to make sure that we maintain that engagement with our members. So we've had to bring in additional computers, additional speakers to make sure The people who are online in a blended meeting can hear everything that's going on and they're they're not losing focus and they're staying engaged in what's happening. And vice versa, when when we've got those people contributing, whether it be a member or a visitor um, who is online, and the people involved in in the room to make sure that they can clearly hear what's happening, that they're a real person. So we've got their their all of the Zoom side of things on a big screen up the front. We've got two computers, one at the front, and one at the back of the room, so that we can try and capture the spirit of the room for our online um, members and visitors. And it's, it's been some real hurdles, but we like the challenges. Um, we will take them all and uh, see if we can see if we can win
2: just even um, it's a pity the listeners can't see Chris's face even as he's talking about it. I can see your face the, the thought of challenges for your members your face is actually lighting up with a big smile which is probably the opposite of what some people were feeling when they had to go on to zoom what about um, what about you Belinda? how did you uh, keep care mode front of mind and keep all the members engaged and feeling welcome and, and included?
5: Yeah I think it's just we have a vibe and I, Platinum mentioned this and I think it's obviously a common key um to growth is that visitor experience and having it um, feeling the vibe in the room and we feel we 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 nail that um, you know we have a, a nice balance of seriousness about our meaning our meeting and humor um, and but we always remind the visitors and our whole presentation our meeting presentation is directed straight at the visitor we actually to every component, we address, so visitors, this is when we do this, and visitors, this is when we do this, and when Peter does his stats, and visitors, this is when we do this. We turn to our Zoom room, and I think the... The pinnacle of, of us actually getting it right is we actually had a member who can't attend in person so she's on zoom she invited a visitor and her visitor was in the room so i mean it was just super cool and you know we made such a fuss of that and it was um and everyone just thought wow you can just about do anything in this environment when we it's not a challenge it's actually broadens the you know the, the sphere
2: yeah, it's almost like making it so it's, nothing's too much trouble. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing with what you're saying now. Nothing's too much trouble um, when it comes to making everyone feel included and welcome in the meeting.
5: And we also just made a point of just, you know, ensuring that we keep our one-to-ones, our face-to-faces with our people on Zoom so that we, you know, we are getting that personal meet-up um, and that they're not just a face on a screen. I think it's important as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Well, we might go around the room and get some final thoughts before we uh, finish. This has been great information uh, for our members and for our leadership teams because, um, you know, I, really, if you're not focused on growing, you're going to go backwards in, within B&I and um, you really can't sort of, uh, you really can't take your foot off the gas because, you know, in, in a BI and i group, you're going to lose 20 to 25 or 20 to 30% of your members' For circumstances beyond your control. So, you know, they could be moving area, they could be retiring from business, you know, they could be uh, you know, they might be an employee that's moved on or or something like that. Um, you know, unfortunately, I've had people, you know, members of group die. You know, life happens with all these things. And you're gonna lose them anyway. So you really need to keep filling. And if you're not feeling more than you're actually losing you actually are going to go backwards so we might go around the room uh, Lynn McDonald any final thoughts um, from what we've spoken about today or anything you can add
3: um, I'd just like to say congratulations to Eagle on their blended meetings and their um, border uh, leadership team um, get-togethers. That's really fantastic. But I also think that any chapter at the moment um, are probably going to have to consider just through circumstance how they're going to conduct their meetings and that they may very well have to be um, a blended meeting or move fully to Zoom. And if they're going to do blended, then um, it would be a good idea to um, contact um eagle and just see how they've put that together i'll certainly be speaking to the leadership team about that so thank you guys and thank you again for having me on
1: yeah and yeah don't be afraid to do a blended meeting if you're listening with this uh to this because it is quite easy with the technology with the zoom and we've got in our um area alone we've got plenty of uh plenty of groups doing it. And I was in one today. Um, I've just come from one this morning and I was in about four of them last week and they, they ran beautifully. And it was a, it was a great inclusive uh, inclusive thing that we're able to do for members who can't make the actual meeting for whatever circumstance at the moment. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts on what we've spoken about today?
6: it's probably just worth touching on um, maintaining that membership base and that call base there's there's the energy that's involved in it but we have to throw our hat out to the membership committee who have do an awesome job now of making sure that they go through with every new applicant and tell them exactly what we expect and so if we if we give them the ground rules and tell them what we're about attendance uh, turning up to meetings doing one-on-ones referrals and and really doing the power of one as a minimum expectation our retention is much higher because we're not just setting the stage for be good for the first year, but they, they know what's coming on going, ongoing. And so really hats off to our membership committee who are doing an outstanding job in that area.
1: And that's a great tip, Chris, managing expectations from the start when people are looking to apply. And your visitor host's um, orientation isn't about telling them how to Apply. It's telling them about. Okay, can you, if you wish to apply and you like what you see, this is our expectation and this is the expectation, and the commitment you need to make, and you only be accepted into this group if you can actually make the attendance commitment. You know, if you can, uh, you know, if you can turn up and integrate and do one to ones with the group, if you can ed- educate yourself to learn how to work this, and these are the key things. You know, that we only accept people based on. So if you want to be part of a serious network that makes serious money, we'd like you to actually, this is, you know, you need to sort of agree to this. Uh, Lee, uh, did you have any final thoughts you'd like to add?
4: My takeaway um, from this morning is um, just that importance of the visitors having a good experience when they come along to the meetings. Um, Not only for the hope of them becoming a member, but a lot of business is passed from visitors um and so if they can connect with other business owners um that's important for the um, members in the chapter
1: yeah i love it and uh belinda any final thoughts belinda
5: yeah just the importance of growth and retention of course you know you need to keep the balance of the focus and it's no point just growing numbers it's about retaining them and i think as chris mentioned The onboarding process that we um, Dan and Glenn are doing at the moment, they've really stepped it up. And um, we've got some great members that that have recently joined and there'd be no reason, like, it's launching their businesses. So it's the right
1: choice. Fantastic. And last but not least, Peter, any
0: final thoughts, please? Yeah, I'll take a slightly different tact on things. As a business coach, I'm very strong on culture and uh, always say culture is driven from the top. So having your leadership team who is you know well uh, well balanced, uh, complementary, and and obviously leads by example, I think is really important to taking the uh, taking the chapter forward.
1: I love it. And as we always like to say, culture eats strategy for breakfast, and uh, that's one of our favourite sayings within BNI. And you know what, our chapters with the best cultures are the ones that attract more people. Funny about that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this has been great, um, BNI Eagle and BNI Platinum, to have you on for our filling chapters podcast today. Um, great to hear your uh, your experiences and what you went through. I'm sure a lot of our um, leadership teams listening in chapters can relate to a lot of the things you've shared with us today, and hopefully, hopefully, they can uh, take a few things out of this today. And probably the main three points I took out of what you said is. One, you will lose people. You know, uh, if you're going down this fill track, you will lose people. But you know what? That's okay because you're really going to lose people who are not going to help you go forward. You know, if someone's going to say, this is too hard and drop off, they weren't going to help you anyway. They're probably holding up a spot for someone who's going to come in with energy and vibe and belief to actually move in. So that's great. Um, Replace quickly and with the right people, and with the right people who, who fit into your culture, that's really key. And fill those contact spheres. I love that. Make sure there's no lonely members and uh, and fill those contact spheres. So this has been um, great, Veronica. It's been a, um, a great initiative by BNI Australia to do this, and it's all part of our three plus one, which is Grow, Fill, Retain, Plus Tell Stories. And um, thank you for uh, coming on today.
2: What a fantastic podcast and what a fantastic array and panel of guests today. My uh, takeaways have been uh, keep it simple, keep it engaging and keep it inclusive when it comes to your meeting. Make sure that your chapter is built on pride and value and that way everyone in the room feels like they want to keep coming back again and again. And remember that we're only asking people to join for a year. Once someone joins, we do that seven-month review and we all make sure that we're still fitting in nicely with each other and that we're all setting the expectations and hitting the ground running and, uh, and helping each other to achieve the goals that we wish to achieve. But I, lo- I just feel so grateful, Brent, that we get to do this week after week and talk to these fantastic members who are really kicking goals within our um, BNI community in Australia. And thank you so much to each and every one of you for being part of BNI The Australian Story, episode 73.